Hey, welcome back to the Game Dev Breakdown Podcast. My name is Todd Mitchell. My buddy John Schreiber is going to be with me here in a minute. We're uh, putting out the show a little early this week because I'll be out of town over the weekend headed to Vegas. I've never done anything like that before in my life, but I will be going to Vegas to meet up with some friends and uh, have a good time and not think about anything specific. So uh, we are going to talk about game industry news things that have caught our attention, uh, talk about what we're playing and what we're looking forward to. So it's uh, it's always a great time with John, and hopefully you'll be interested in what we talk about. So let's go straight to it. As always, the Game Dev Breakdown podcast is sponsored by Amazon.com. If you want to start your next trip to Amazon over at CodeWritePlay.com and click on one of the banners at the right side or the top of the homepage, that's a free way for you to support the show and your prices remain the same and your experience does not change. But that helps us and we appreciate it so much. So again, that's Amazon.com through CodeWritePlay. Okay, John, how's it going, pal? doing well sir kind of had a busy day but it was a good busy i like that (laughs) good busy um sounds like there was some garage activity yeah yeah determined to try to get my garage in order the way that i want it and it's just you know not that there's so much stuff it's just like i guess i gotta put a pegboard here and a a thing with hooks on it here and (laughs) just kind of gotta figure all that out it's funny, I just I just recently bought some hooks to hang up on my wall. They still haven't gone up yet because I realized I could get this <laughs> up and set up perfectly and it still wouldn't be enough. So Yeah. So that's where I'm at. I'm I'm with you. It's like it's overwhelming. It's like there's not that much stuff out there. There's just not enough room for it to look any better than it does. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's exactly very well put. So so before people worry that it's getting awkward, we don't have a guest sitting around waiting to be introduced while we talk about garages. Uh, <laughs> it's just us talking about, we're going to talk about some, um, hold on, I'm kicking my cord, I'm sorry. Uh, we're going to talk about some news stories. There's not too much going on this week, but uh, interesting stuff. And we're going to talk about what we're what we're playing, what we're interested in. And I thought we would just goof off a little bit. We, we didn't, uh, man, we hardly talked about games last week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was a little deviation, but it was fun. Talking to Ray is always fun. Yeah, we had a good time with Ray. Uh, thanks again for him to him for showing up. That was great. I would say let's jump right in because you were <laughs> asking me off air about our first story, which is the um, PUBG is uh, mad at Fortnite. Yes, this is very interesting to me. It, it is to me, too. It was kind of a surprise because it seemed like the developers behind PUBG were pretty cool until now, and now they don't seem that cool at all. <laughs> Uh, there's a, been a few things going on with the development of that particular game that has just turned me off. And you know what? Part of it might just be because of my ignorance of the situation. And I'm willing to accept that. But sure. there's just been some decisions made by that dev team, from my perspective looking in, that's just really not been great lately. And well, then uh, then this. That, this really shocked me when you have GTA Battle Royale. And you have, you know, it's like, what? Well, first, let me start. What was your first red flag? You say previously they did some stuff. The forms and message boards on Steam and stuff blew up about um, they added pay crate systems to an early access game, which is something that was actually screen captured that wasn't supposed to happen, according to original statements. Um, And I think that it got disregarded as misunderstood. And so that's the thing that I'm cloudy on. But I do remember some of the people I played with and um, some stuff I did see briefly on the internet alluding to that. 
That's a fair thing to bring up. When I was in uh, Southern California on my trip to hang out with Obsidian, um, yeah, I'm name dropping over here. Uh, yeah. I, I got to talk to a lot of gamers on that trip, and that was something they were bringing up at the time because I think that was a little closer to when that all went down. And they're like, oh, man, it's got these crates now and these unlocks and stuff. And uh, it seemed like a valid concern. But my question was, like, can't this just be like Rocket League where you get one and you don't care? Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, beyond the actual initial purchase price, I've never spent an extra dime on Rocket League, even though I play it quite a bit. Yeah, I did. I had to buy one of the cars I really liked. <laughs> I felt that way when uh, when they had the, the Back to the Future car and the Batmobile and stuff like that. There were a couple of things I was like, I really need this in my life, but I still don't have any of them. <laughs> I bought the Marauder when they did the Mad Max kind of theme. Oh, I got gotcha. you. And I put the little Worms guy, you know, from the you know the little turn-based yeah. strategy game. He's on the top, and then I have the North Korean flag on it. And it <laughs> looks incredible because it looks like a little North Korean tank with a Worms guy driving around. <laughs> I've got that Worms guy. Yeah, I, I like putting him on there. I like putting the Hot Wheels track with the cars racing around. Yeah, it's That's so awesome. That game is so cool. I know. I I was going to say I'd like to play more of that game. I still play it on a regular basis. So Now, what platform remind me? Were you doing it on the PC? I think at this point I have Steam and uh, Xbox One. Okay. You ever want to hit it up on Steam, let me know, because I do enjoy it. I'm terrible, but... It's it's a really good. I mean, it's a really good game. That's a perfect example of just you know a game done right. There's not much there, but at the same time, there's so much there. Yeah, and I think it's another one of these like they didn't really plan for this to be a big thing, but they just came up with this little side game that just completely blew up. It's just so perfectly fun, and uh, yeah, it's so simple. You get in there and you you the learning curve. I guess if you want to do aerial stuff, is kind of steep, but it, it's uh, as steep as you want it to be. Yeah, there you go. Perfectly put. Uh, a friend, my friend Josh and I played a whole night where we just played against the PC, and we did the same two or three things for just hours on end and just scored cheap goals and went through season after season. Like We had a lot of fun, and then more recently I got online, got really good at drop shot mode, and that's tough. And uh, I got a friend who loves the hockey mode too. Oh, that's tough. Yeah. So you can get as much, it's sort of like Overwatch. You have an easy entry point and you can make it as difficult for yourself as you choose, um, leading all the way up to trying to get good at uh, Zarya. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man, that's that's something tough. I, I know a really good Zarya player. It's interesting to watch because I feel like I'm doing all of that. It just it doesn't work like that. <laughs> yeah, I played a few rounds last night for the first time since... Uh, one of the recent updates, and I'm trying to get a feel for the new Mercy configuration. And, yeah, wild. And I was stunned when they gave Junkrat that extra remote mine. Yeah, it's so OP. Because if you've ever seen any of my uh, YouTube videos of using Junkrat on defense, I'm I'm a brick wall. Like people will, I'm not that good at Overwatch, but when I get Junkrat on defense, you cannot get around me. And to give him extra weapons is surprising. It really, it, me too. And then now none of your attacks kill you. You take no damage from any of your own grenades or your alt attack anymore. Oh, that's why I was doing even better last night. My God. Yeah, you can just walk around and walk into your grenades. Um, the community unanimously agrees he is extremely OP right now. Okay, so, and I, I went out on a limb <laughs> and said those things without researching, so I'm glad to hear they uh, backed me up on that one. Oh, yeah, 100%, man. They're right. They're right there with you. So, yes, we all agree. <laughs> that is. 
understood way too much. And he was one of my favorite characters before they buffed him. And I was like, two concussion mines? Yeah. No way. Yeah, me too. Two? So. <laughs> so I guess it's cool if you're, you know, your man gets <laughs> super amped. But uh, yeah. sorry to everyone else. That sucks. Yeah. I guess. You got, yeah, I was going to say, let's get back to PUBG. Not to, to <laughs> veer too far off that. Oops. So to get back to the PUBG situation. Unreal just announced that they're working on a battle royale mode. They're calling it for um, for Fortnite, and they they brought this up in a video, which was sort of a de- developer diary update, community kind of thing. And they actually mentioned PUBG and I think Arma, no H one Z one, in this video like two or three different times. Uh, on top of the fact that they're sort of putting out a clone, which is just one mode in Fortnite. That is not the whole game. Yeah, no, not by any means. Yeah, they said we're putting out this mode. It's going to be free to all our current players, starting on I think the 29th. And boy, they what's what, what was the name of the uh, PUBG developers? Blue Blue Hole or Blue, Blue Hole? Yes. Mm-hmm. Was Player that it? Unknown. Yeah, it started as Player Unknown was doing the mods for Arma, and then I guess he now has this development team he calls Blue Hole. Man, I thought I was making a joke name. That's a terrible name. No, I'm I'm like 100 percent sure it's blue. <laughs> okay, so so yeah, blue hole puts out uh, sort of a, <laughs> this vibe that's like, hey, this is not cool at all, and we're gonna have to consider whether we're gonna take action about this. And everybody was kind of stunned because it's like, why do you think you have the monopoly on this this game type? Um, yeah, you don't. I mean, what if uh, what if the creators of the Hunger Games decided they were gonna sue? I mean, PUBG would be screwed. Well, I mean, have you ever noticed that's exactly what it is? It's just like the Hunger Games. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it, it just seems like um, I don't know. A lot of uh, these modern games are sort of developed from um, sort of by standing on the shoulders of giants. You know, like we're all doing something that came before us, and we're trying to perfect it or put a new modern take on it. I do not think that PUBG stands alone as this brand new invention. Oh no, not by any stretch. Not by any stretch. So to take on Epic Games, uh, which is, you know, a mainstay and they're they're very influential. They have significant resources. That seems like a bad move, right? Totally. Totally. (laughs) I think they'll backpedal. Uh, They've already put out a couple of things like, oh, what we kind of meant to say was, and actually, you know, we hope they do this and put their own spin on it. But, man, that seemed like the wrong wrong thing. When it went the other direction, when um, Notch, who created Minecraft, was... Uh, trying to put out a game called Scrolls, and uh, the Elder Scrolls developers came after him and said, "You are not doing this." I understood that because that was the big guy telling the little guy, "Like you can't, you can't do this just because whatever, because you can't make it look like you're putting out our product or something like that." I don't understand this thing trying to go the other direction. Like he is not this unlimited, powerful being. Uh, it seems like you're tying yourself up when you really need to be loose and free and not hindered by a, a lawsuit. Or even bad press. Well, you know what? It just says to me that they don't have confidence in the state of their game, which is one of the reasons why I don't endorse anyone purchase it right now. I'm with you. I, th- I think um, sort of lack of confidence is probably playing a big role here. Huge. And what's interesting is that they do anything like this towards Rockstar for doing it in GTA, because when I found out GTA has a, a mod that they released themselves for, well, I guess it should just be called a game mode, technically. Yeah, I'm like, oh my gosh, 
that would be beautiful in that game. That would be what you want PUBG to be. There would be no reason for PUBG to exist with Rockstar GTA Five Battle Royale. It's a good point. And man, I actually want to play that. Um, Me too. Yeah, let's play it. <laughs> when you put it in that light, and that's an excellent point, it makes me think about Paladins and how Overwatch absolutely yeah. re- removed the need for the game at all. And sure enough, it went free after a while and they just re- announced they're not going to put out any more updates. They're going into what they call maintenance mode on it. <laughs> oh, wow. So, white flag. Yeah, just based on bad timing, Overwatch put that game in the ground. And that's Gearbox Software. They're, they're no, you know, what, spring chickens? They're, they're not new to the game. Yeah, so wait, was it Paladins or was it, uh, oh, what's the, what's the, there's oh, another Battleborn, I'm sorry. Battleborn. Battleborn that's is it. what I meant. Paladins was the one that ripped off Overwatch straight up. Yes, that's what it was. That's what it was. So <laughs> Paladins ripped off Overwatch straight up post-Overwatch release. And Battleborn, bad timing shut that game down and 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 that's sad because from what i understand is it's not really the same thing right right uh to its credit battleborn tried to do different things and there was just such um a diminished uh need for it because because of overwatch nobody anticipated i'm sure no one anticipated the way overwatch was absolutely going to consume our attention our thoughts and all of our time and our prayers (laughs) and our Uh, prayers yes no it's it's a fantastic game. It's tough for me right now to justify picking up other things in my library because it's so many of my friends play it. I'm meeting tons of cool people. I mean, I just linked up with some guy. I don't even know who they were. And we had a blast and played like a great series. You know how you can like stay on the team or whatever. We yeah. did that. And one guy ended up adding me and we had a blast. And we're just tearing teams apart. And it's like sometimes that game has a, a special moment that I'm, I'm not used to and some of these other games that I play. And it's just really cool. I think they hit they hit a good stride with what they have there and how they pulled it off and the and parts of the community. Now, while I also told you that fantastic story, I have also met some of the most poisonous gamers <laughs> yeah. ever on there, ever. <laughs> <laughs> this is funny because even if you... Uh, we both have gr- groups that we normally play with, but if you sign on as a lone wolf one night within a few consecutive matches you can basically put together a group using that feature say stay as a group and if too many people you don't like stayed as a group you just jump out and start a new one so that's neat i did i did unfortunately piss off five people the other night because i started that group feature everybody jumped on and i didn't realize it picked me as the party leader (laughs) Actually, what happened is I don't think I was the one who started it. I just said, like, yeah, press X or whatever, and I'll, I'll stay as a party. And then it picked me as the party leader, and we're all at the main screen, and I was checking my phone, sending emails and stuff. And, like, five minutes later, somebody's yelling in the mic. I'm like, oh, what, <laughs> what is the meaning of this? And oh, they're, they're waiting for me to search for a game. <laughs> yeah, you got the leader token. Happens to me all the time. And I'm sitting there going, what's up, guys? And they're like, you going to queue? I'm like, oh, shucks. <laughs> You like double down and you're like, no, when I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to own this one. Yeah. Um, like you said, it's it's sort of all consuming right now. The, what, 10 year anniversary of Halo 3 is upon us. And wow. to celebrate, I know, <laughs> to celebrate, they've put out a special playlist where I, I think what it is is they're recreating some of the old game modes and trying to create that old online experience from Halo 3. And 
so my my gaming group on Facebook, I, I put on there like, hey, we're doing a podcast tonight, and I'm going to try to get on after that and uh, shoot the breeze with you guys and have fun. And, and somebody's like, yeah, I want to play Halo because they're doing that special thing, and everyone else is like, nope, Overwatch. <laughs> so, so maybe in a way it's become kind of uh, too popular. <laughs> It's it's going to be interesting to see how they can maintain that position and if they can maintain it. But right now, yeah, even when they do really hairbrainy stuff to the game, like this this mercy change, it was like it didn't sound good to me. It didn't sound healthy to me on paper. But I've had some of the better matches of my Overwatch career since the change. Frankly, yeah, I think they know what they're doing in in that regard. One interesting thing is. Blizzard, throughout their history, their their uh, their most popular games have been sort of cult classics. I mean, they were not super full on mainstream. Everyone loves StarCraft or everyone loves Diablo. It was like many people, it, you know, you probably know somebody who plays Diablo and you've never tried it. Maybe yes. Um, in ten or fifteen, even twenty years, when people bring up Overwatch, it's going to be like, oh my god, stop talking about Overwatch. I can't believe we all spend so much time on. I don't think it's going to be the same way. Yeah. You know? So, again, that's probably me lamenting the way things used to be. <laughs> yeah, I hear you, though. <laughs> we didn't usually have games that were just that astoundingly popular. Or maybe it'll be the new Doom, and they'll come out with a new uh, thing, and like, hey, you'll never believe what somebody made Overwatch run on. Like, it's a toaster, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Well, you know, like, one of the things is that when when we were coming up through the the ropes and through the rains and through the forest of video games and they were developing and changing these games nowadays kind of honestly gonna try to say this effectively bear with me here okay i'm trying to wrap my mind around it they're like multiplayer experiences packaged as these single player games nowadays almost there's there's so much of a heavy component that relies on the online feature component Mm -hmm. especially with overwatch but I'm saying this more so in general, just with the, with the trend I see in games when you were talking about the good old days. And it's so when we had games and they had this limited technology and the online component wasn't nearly as strong, the game had to be very captivating. Yes. And I think that a lot of the newly developed games are suffering because of the, uh, the ease of falling into the pocket of the multiplayer experience generating content for your game. Yep. This is sort of the uh, Titanfall syndrome. When, yes. uh, when Titanfall started, we we played it, and yeah, it's really cool online, but like you said, we, we package this and we sell this the same way we always uh, sold the $60 games that were whatever, and um, I think Overwatch on PC, for sure, they, they picked a lower price point to get in. Um, yes. I think we're going to trend that direction. I think these online games are going to start selling cheaper. Um, yes, there are options to spend money in the future for... Um, currency or dlc packs or whatever it is but it won't be the same thing as like i bought this shiny box it's got an instruction booklet and i can play through the campaign in 12 to 15 hours and then i can see if it's any fun online like it doesn't fit that same mold anymore no not at all not at all the 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 game and some games like PUBG. i mean you just take that game as the perfect example to kind of bring this full circle It's a perfect example of how heavily these games are relying on the multiplayer component. And it's like, you take the multiplayer component out of that game and just say it it had really good AI or something like that, and it was squad-based. That game would be a hunk of monkey feces because (laughs) it's such a buggy 
terrible, horrible mess. Yeah. I think it's just atrocious. I have lag spikes. Overwatch, I play on Ultra and 153 frames a second. My ping is like 18 at the uh, highest. And it's like, what's your excuse, PUBG? You're, you're, you're beating Dota certain nights. Right. It's happening here, guys. Yeah, it's it's time to rise to the occasion. Yes, what's happening here, guys? Um, and at, at least the PC is kind of set up to sort of adapt to this new model. Um, in the case of the Xbox One, I don't think there even is a price point for games that start at like forty dollars and are primarily online. When you want to buy Overwatch, you're spending the full price. You're spending this the full price for like, uh, eh, Ghost Recon's a bad example. You you can play that alone, but. Um, as we move towards this, I, I think a lot of these games, like we'll just play it online, that ends up getting wedged into sort of the Xbox Live Arcade model, which is like, this is half a game and you can have 200 achievement points. And otherwise, you know, you won't be featured in the main page of the store and, and all this stuff. So, I mean, it's one more place where Microsoft needs to step up. And I think probably the, the same goes for PlayStation. So now let me try to follow what you're saying here because I've been out of the console realm for quite a while. I do have a 360, but I only played one game on it ever, and that was Red Dead, um, and it was totally worth it. <laughs> <laughs> we went into that. Oh, man. It's oh, that's a great one. Anyways, so you're saying in the market there really isn't – they make you pay full 60 bucks for Overwatch? I think I paid $60 for Overwatch. I, Yikes. I'm going to feel stupid if it turns out that's not true, but you know what? That's worth – that's worth checking on. It is. Let's go. Let's go to the wire there. Yes, Microsoft Store. Current day, still sixty dollars for a new copy of Overwatch. Wow, man, that does need to be addressed. That's. And that's what I mean. Like, there's no. I won't call it a side model. There's there's no real model for uh, online games to follow. Even when they, you know, I I feel like the truest Overwatch experience is on PC. And that yes. should be the truest price point, and that's that's forty bucks, hot and fresh. Yep, that's the one I got. So um, one more area where the consoles are kind of lagging. Nintendo Switch. I don't even know how to fit that into that conversation. They they, <laughs> they don't have either one. They don't have good, good single player games or good online games right now. Yeah, Doom. Doom's coming. Doom's coming. We're gonna play Doom, and we're gonna play um, what Skyrim at the end of the year. Yeah. <laughs> so we will be. What? Way way up there at 2005 in no time. Ah. It's really no, disappointing. Let me ask you this. If you've talked about it on the show and I missed it, forgive me. But what's your take on them allowing and adding mouse and keyboard to console setups? Oh, that has not come up. And I am for it. I think, I think more functionality is better in almost any case. Um, I don't think they should hold that back because some people don't. It hurts their feelings and stuff. Overwatch already makes huge concessions for uh, players playing with uh, controllers. Sorry, my email's going off. Uh, yeah. they, they already do a ton of like smoothing this and auto-aim that. And when I jump on the PC, like I'm, I'm good at that stuff. I can hang on PC games. It is still quite an, a period of adapting to try to hold my own on PC for Overwatch. It's rough, man. And um, I placed 2643. I just finished my placements. And man, it's there's some really good players up up in those neck of the woods, and it's it's getting tough. It's getting tough to progress. Good guys. It's interesting because totally different. Yeah, totally different characters are are the ones to watch for when you're on Xbox and when you're on PC. It's like 
I imagine. Um, you know, Widow isn't going to bother you on on Xbox, and you know, uh, Bastion can you know take him or leave him. It's all very different. Yeah. Um, so which which characters on the console end up dominating? Torb probably. Uh, yeah, Torb. You have to watch out for Torb. Some people make Genji work pretty well. Hanzo sucks at all times. <laughs> he's tough on he's tough on the PC, man. Um, he's even tough on the PC. You you do get some good McCrees, and then I I sort of hang out and do either like tank or support. Uh, I'm there to have a good time, try to make sure the team wins. Like I I enjoy when the team wins, so I don't mind adapting my role to that. Yeah, and those I agree. those are the areas nobody really represents on either platform. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's there's an issue about that with the Instalock DPS. I would like to see more uh, keyboard and mouse support, and I would I'd like to see games make really smart use of it. Like I would like to see many many games pick this up. If I would rather play, um, you know, a Telltale game with my mouse, I hope I have that option. Yeah. Especially for the, for the fact that I keep a lot of times I keep my Xbox on my desk in my office, so put in support so I can play these games comfortably on my monitor if I want to, and then uh, switch it off and use my computer. I think that'd be great. Now that's a really good idea right there. Yeah, and what are that they going to do? Sense. Sell special mice and keyboards? I mean, who who's losing in this situation? People who aren't playing as well. Pretty much, I think that's <laughs> what it is, and I think that it was. Um, raising some of the concern you know are those players going to have an edge and and i'm like well the same thing then if you're going to be doing that the same thing needs to be said for people with 144 hertz refresh rate on pc games that's true because i am here to tell you man are you running at that no you need to for pc dead serious (laughs) man and and i was skeptical about it but there is a night and day difference and it takes a minute to get used to it but when you do man it is a very clear tactical advantage. Very clear tactical advantage. Yeah. And if it's that, if the controller thing is that big a deal, go ahead and separate the playlists if you want to. Make a special playlist you know, for mouse and keyboard. I don't care. We got the technology. Come on, guys. You know, that's an excellent point right there, too. Yeah, why not? I, mean, that's, I don't think that's too much extra support. No big deal. No. No, not at all. I don't, I don't think so. So, I mean... If I was to, I've never had the pleasure of working on a, a console release of any kind, but if I was going to put something on the Xbox or the PlayStation or uh, even the Nintendo Switch, I, I would put in that extra, every option I could for different controllers and configurations, because why not? And you know, it's a feature that, that some of my favorite reviewers on YouTube and stuff, it's a feature that reviewers, this, the ones that I like at least, that really dig into the games, um, harp on a lot man is is just not having enough input options for pc it's it's embarrassing to see what some of the games lack as far as uh controller options and mappings and and it's a huge 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 important thing in your game i'm with you all the time just just like i have my xbox on my um my desk part of that is i've also got a controller i can plug into my pc and i i like to use that um, Me too. I, I have tried it for Overwatch. That's not the best experience, but no, it is not. <laughs> <laughs> but if I'm playing Batman or something or any of that stuff, grab one of the old Lego games. I have a great time. You know exactly. So, exactly. Anyway, I guess we should talk about some other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> this. Uh, did you know there was a voice actor strike in the game industry? I had no idea. I heard whisperings about it and wasn't really paying attention. I guess I sort of rolled my eyes and went like, "Well, that's fine." 
but it was apparently a big thing. It started almost an entire year ago. Wow. Yeah, and it, it affected big companies. They targeted, you know, a boycott on EA and like Disney character voices and some other big companies. And the grievances were stuff like these unions who basically operate voice acting uh models and models uh, talents and jobs for uh, film and tv and radio they also picked up you know people who work in the game industry and what the game industry complaints were is compared to these other industries work in games is just brutal on your voice except huh. the the problem there was their their examples were all really funny so they're like we have to do these really hard jobs filming the, these uh recording these battle scenes and these death scenes and these sex scenes, and we have to record this dialogue with this these racial slurs and stuff. And I, I was rolling when I was reading all this stuff. I'm like, oh, what yeah. game are they playing? Yeah, I know this was all Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, wait a minute, I, I what game? Witcher Three? <laughs> yeah. Mass Effect. <laughs> there it is. That's it. We found it. I'm having a hard time uh, worrying too much about this one way or the other. It it is coming to an end now. It sounds like the uh, the talent has a much better deal. I I work on indie games, so nobody cares uh, about my deal. Of course, te- <laughs> technically, it'd be my deal against myself or for myself. So, but part of this deal is um, now the the talent doesn't always know what they're working on. I I found that out, and that's interesting to me because yeah, that doesn't seem right. Sometimes the recording talent would leak news about the games. Like, hey, you guys know a new uh, Red Dead Redemption is coming or whatever they were working Ooh. on. <laughs> so sometimes they would just hear, um, you're working on Project uh, Blue Hole. <laughs> <laughs> and we need you to record the following. And they wouldn't even know. So, you know, when weird stuff came up, they had no way to see it coming or whatever. And I don't think they're going to change that. So Okay, now from that from that point of view, that makes a lot of sense of why you wouldn't tell them what they're working on. Yes. Otherwise, I'd say let them know what it is or, you know, some form for them to be able to, to agree or disagree to wanting to do this character. And I guess maybe they probably do give them at least some insight on what the character is. Yeah, um, you've, you've got to have some context to do your work, but maybe not a whole lot. So yeah. it, the, the, the hard part for me was the more I heard about this, like each individual grievance, the more I thought... I can sort of understand where the studios are coming from. They they mentioned the guy who voiced Nico in uh, Grand Theft Auto 4. And they're like, well, he, he earned the following during recording and they paid him before launch. And then the game sold, you know, a billion million copies and he didn't get any extra money. And it's like, yeah, but that was very clearly stated in your contract. Yeah. You know, it's, somebody could have negotiated that probably on your behalf. And either they would have gone to somebody else, or you would have said, I still want this job, I want my name attached to this, which who wouldn't? And, yeah. and you went ahead and signed on. So, but it does sound like they're going to adopt a certain, like, industry-wide bonus structure based on, you know, each, like, two million copies sold is going to earn you so many thousand dollars. And uh, I'm fine with that. But the problem yeah. is I'm, I'm fine with anything if both parties agreed. Exactly. And exactly. part of that is the fact that I've started freelancing and I agree to stuff that's not ideal all the time because there are certain jobs I like, I, I do want to rope this in and I'm going to take less money than I think I'm worth, but I'm also going to put this on my resume. It's going to be part of my portfolio from now on. And people are going to see that like, don't you worry, I am going to use this to my advantage, even if you're using me to your advantage right now. 
You know what? And you have just mentioned something that I think a lot of people need to internalize, especially when it comes to selling their art. Yeah. And is that, um, you know, you're going to have to play, you're going to have to play the game, so to speak, to not mince words. You know, you're going to have to play the game a little bit to get it going, to get it going in the right direction. But if you've got the talent, it's not going to take long once you have some form of a portfolio established, you'd really start, you know, hitting it pretty hard. And yeah. uh, so it's, I like that you're doing that, but I can understand how that would become frustrating also. Sure. The other side of that coin is if you've signed up with a union that works in TV and film and radio and whatever else also, if you're being treated badly in games, jump out of games. Yeah, there you go. I've I've not been part of any of these unions or any other union, but, you know, it, it the point is, you know, a network of support, people who are looking out for you and speaking up on your behalf and... Boy, what what better position would you be in to <laughs> to say, well, um, you know, my representative can probably help me out here, and I I could scooch over and work for um, you know Comedy Central or whatever it is. Yeah, well, you know what, gaming and its sudden explosion to being pretty much, if I'm not mistaken, isn't it the king of media content right now? Uh, the game industry makes more than the uh, film and music industries combined. So it's king right now, and it's like the Wild West. We've got the yes. early access debacles going on Steam, which somebody needs to step up and look into very closely. I hate the fact that we have to monitor what people do, but you should see what some of these kids are putting on there. And then you have <laughs> you know, the unfinished games with extra paid content, and you just have all of this stuff going on, the voice acting thing thrown in it, and there are disputes there. And it's like, I feel like... This is the new Wild West right now, man, <laughs> to some small degree. No, I'm, it's just I'm, this uncharted, lucrative territory. I'm with you, and the part of putting significant amounts of voiceover into games in the first place has not been around even as long as the rest of the game industry because we didn't always have the technology to do that. You know, no, we, I read a lot. We, we came from uh, Blades of Steel in the 90s where the voice uh, content consisted of someone going, Blades of Steel! You know, to now, they record hundreds and hundreds of hours for, like, Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, it's basically a movie. It's probably a lot more than a movie, I would yeah. guess. I mean, I don't know what the what the similarity would be for each individual character, but for the leads, I would think it's probably more like you are maybe doing voiceover for a certain character in the entire Lord of the Rings series or something like that. Especially Mass Effect is a good example. That, yeah. that was probably several movies, you know? Yeah, that is a good point. Because there's an awful lot of content in some of those games. Uh, yeah, it's overwhelming for sure. Dragon Age is another good one. I never messed with that. <laughs> <laughs> I remember your mom was particularly adverse to <laughs> games like that. Yeah, yeah. I did eventually make my way to stuff like uh, Morrowind and Boulder's yeah. Gate. Boulder's Gate was a cool game. Oh, yeah. That was a really cool game. God bless her. She, she referred to it as dragon-ass stuff. Yes, <laughs> dragon ass stuff. I, I remember I even took the uh, cover art for uh, Dragon Age Origins and photoshopped that to say dragon ass, and I posted it on her uh, Facebook, and that meant the world to her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that was good times. That's incredible. That's incredible. <laughs> A couple of quick news stories. I had to bring this up because I, I found this while I was researching 
an article for a, a freelance client that I have. This story is um, Canadian lottery winners are being offered counseling sessions over virtual reality. So I'll give you a second for that to sink in. So the situation is you're a Canadian. You've just won the lottery. Congratulations. If it's over $25,000, I think is the cutoff. They go, we would like to give you some counseling to adapt to your, your new life and put this headset on. Now, once this headset is on, it gives you like, I guess a little bit of a pep talk and like sort of a, a warning, like, hey, life is going to change a little bit and old friends are going to call and family members are going to kind of lean on you for some cash and stuff. And it's going to basically coach you up on how to say no. Oh. Yeah. And then it goes into like a series of scenarios where like, oh, you're at a party and grab some chips and put some dip on them. And oh, here's your old friend from high school and he wants to start an exciting business venture with you. And what do you tell him? <laughs> oh, okay. So, and if you can imagine, obviously this is not going to be made by like Electronic Arts. So probably everything's a little um, shitty graphic wise and production value. Oh, so, man. <laughs> so more like evening news reenactment in 3D, you know? <laughs> Oh, man, I can't wait till someone leaks this. Uh, I know. Imagine the voiceover for that. <laughs> well, you know, I was getting worried there. Like, I thought you were going to creep into some total recall territory for a second. Yeah, no. <laughs> I didn't know what direction it was going either till I got to, like, the very bottom of this article. I'm like, are they serious? Is this real? And I had to check wild. several different websites. I'm like, this doesn't sound real. It's real. It's wild. You know, some advice I was given, um, and so I am very surprised that it's virtual reality counseling yes but, but i'm not surprised that canada of all places would implement a system where they wanted to coach you after you won because from what i understand the first thing you should do i've heard time and time again is get a lawyer like pretty much the next day i've heard, <laughs> that, I've heard that too go get a lawyer so you know i can see how this type of an idea would be born yeah so um <laughs> I would love to try this. I mean, I'll never win the Canadian lottery, but I would love to play that counseling thing. <laughs> I would have a whole lot of questions for you if you did. <laughs> I, As you know, well, I mean, I've mentioned this before. I have not tried any of the modern VR headsets yet. I haven't either, and I'm stoked. And I need to because I'm, I'm meeting up with a studio head Thursday who uh, runs a local VR game studio, and I, I need to speak authoritatively, uh, at least somewhat, you know? I, I know a lot of this stuff is developed like the exact same way you jump in Unity or the Unreal Engine and you create a 3D world. It's just immersive now and the controls are much easier because you're just moving your head and the, the functionality is a little different. But yeah, it's every almost every story I see in the news about this is a super weird application. Like the, uh, I think it was Polygon put up a story about somebody went to a convention and this was in, uh, I think, Japan. And it was this game where you tutor this rich girl who makes a lot of weird eye contact with you and it sounded like it was headed in a sexual direction but i don't think that turned out to be the case it's oh. like talk to her about the english language or talk to her about this and that and then they they cut to this scene in this trailer where she's like surprise stabbing you with a sword it's like oh what the hell just happened you know whoa so it's sort of um just reiterated to me like how you are really throwing your your sense of well-being and sense of safety into the hands of developers who do not care about you, you know? <laughs> so, uh, as a developer, I don't, I don't want anyone to trust me that much. I would do weird yeah. stuff probably just like they're doing. If, 
So have you checked out a lot of the games, or do you not do you not know much, many of the popular VR ones? Well, there are things on my must play list. I mean, like like we saw, Dirt Rally supports VR. Um, I know. <laughs> I want to play that so bad. I think racing is going to be some of the coolest stuff you can do with it. Um, oh, man. I'm, what, I'm worried that I'll end up getting a full chair rig is what I'm worried about. I know. <laughs> Go on, though. What else? What I do have is the Google Cardboard setup. So I have the thing where you fold the cardboard together and put the special lenses in it and shove your iPhone in there. Even though my iPhone's too big, I made it work. <laughs> um, one of the first things I tried was basically an ad for, like, a Volvo SUV. It, it, show, it lets you look all around the car, see all these intricate details. And this is all live action. It's just like photographed carefully. And then you go for this drive through the, the forests and you park at a lake and this, the day turns to night. It is stunning. It's all incredible. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. So I've, I've kind of been waiting for the prices to sort of normalize a little bit. Um, yes. I think the rift has sort of settled where it's going to be for a while. So I, I may be looking at that. Sort of what I'm hoping to determine Thursday is how likely it is I'll be working in this anytime soon and, like, which equipment to invest in. Yeah, I know, um, I think HTC just had an upgrade. They added a, a headphone attachment to yeah, their rig. that's good. I think, it, I think it might come standard now, but if you don't have it, you have to pay for it naturally. But anyways... I think they're. I think they're going to put that at the eight hundred dollar price point that they're currently at man, from now that, on. That is steep. It is, but um, I've heard. Man, I've read a lot about them, man, and I've heard good things and bad things about both of them. And one of the things that about the HTC that really works, and I think this is. I think this would be the deal sealer for your situation or not for your situation. I think it just depends. Really situational. From what I understand, the room, the way the room feature is the sensors you put in the room mm -hmm. works better for people is what i read for the htc at least as of this article that i read comparing the two Man. so it's so complicated <laughs> it, it really is but they but they said they liked the controls and the way the oculus felt um and there, there was it's just a big tug of war and then you got to look for you know who's supporting which um, but have you checked out the game Gorn? No, I've heard about it. Oh man, please! When when you're done, you're gonna go play maybe some Halo or Overwatch with your buddies. Yep. If you find your time and you're winding down and you want to throw on a YouTube video, just kind of clear your mind out before you finally fall asleep. Watch part of a Gorn playthrough. It's probably my favorite virtual reality game to watch somebody play. There's also a bar fight simulator where when you drink <laughs> beer, you get bigger. That is also hilarious to watch. <laughs> I would love to try that. You know what I'll yes. do is is I will start a party in a public lobby, and then I will start watching a Gorn playthrough and totally ignore their pleas for me to search for the game. <laughs> <laughs> so that'll, that'll be perfect, and we came full circle on that. Uh, <laughs> uh, what are you playing right now? Still really playing Overwatch. I never did finish the game Prey, which is bad, because I, I liked it so much. But um, it's hard now that I'm a dad and I have limited game time. So when I see my friends playing a game, I'm like, ah, I'll jump on with my buddies. And so then my single player games suffer. Prey is pretty beefy on content, right? It's, um, I don't know. I know a lot of all people I, still playing that. All I know is that it is fantastic. And it needs to be on your horizon when it goes on sale again, please. It is one of the most immersive unique and fun first-person shooter experiences I've had in a very long time. 
Um, I'm with you. You know, parenthood has uh, and uh, just hard work, random work for uh, many different people has kept me off the controller somewhat. I did check out the new, um, you know, the new map, the new player configurations in Overwatch. Um, yes. I would like to check out the Halo stuff while that's still going on, but otherwise I've been um, I've been checking out the games with gold. Uh, Hydro Thunder Hurricane just, just came out, and that's uh, part of the same series that you'd play in the arcade with the raft and all that stuff. Very fun game. It's, it's a lot older now. It's several years old. But the controls are cool. The track design is really neat. It's again, it's an Xbox Live Arcade title, so it's not giant, but um, it's it's got good replayability, and I'm having a lot of fun with that. So I even included that in a sort of viral content list of um, what was it? Uh, racing games to get you through till uh, Forza Seven's release. So yeah. we're we're still a, a good week plus away from Forza Seven. And uh, after that, all bets are off. I'll be playing that, and don't bother me. But until then, <laughs> <laughs> uh, on the Xbox Live Xbox Game Pass, uh, you can play, what is it, uh, Joyride Turbo. Joyride oh. was that old Kinect game that would let you race cars using wild, ridiculous gestures into the camera. Uh, Turbo is controller-based, <laughs> so it's actually a pretty good like Mario Kart alternative. So I've been goofing with that, too, just trying to farm those Chivos. Yeah. And that's been about all the time I've had, really. I hear you, man. Limited. I know well. It's still fun. Yeah, I've put in a couple of sessions on American Truck Simulator after it was included in uh, Humble Bundle, and I just love simulator games so much that I have managed to have a lot of fun with it. Really? Yeah, it's not bad. I've I played Euro Truck Simulator 2, and then this one came out since that time, and I've I've kind of had fun with both of them. It's neat. So you run a little business and drive a truck, right? Exactly. It it starts you and gives you a truck and you determine how you want to progress. You can go into debt and and buy a whole bunch of stuff right away and start a big company and try to work your way out of the hole. Or you can take like little uh, contract jobs and and do it what I would say call the right way. Um, Yeah. But yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. It's it's sort of like Farming Simulator, which I've also played. I am a huge dork. Um, <laughs> I've played Farming Simulator, and it's the cool thing about these simulator games is many of them are just wide open. You decide how you want to do it. Um, it does not punish you based on whether you want to take it fast or slow or do things in a certain order. I love that. I love simulation systems, and I love putting those on consoles and seeing what people do with them. I think that's great. Yeah, and you know what? You described an aspect of gaming that I that I kind of miss, and it's that just where well, we used to just get plopped into a game and it was just like good luck right <laughs> it's yeah. like figure it out and then look how many different ways you could succeed um you know there was no flashing arrows and, and giant objective circles it was just like it was you and a lemonade stand yeah here you go figure it out that's <laughs> you looking forward to anything coming up no i haven't really been paying attention to much i just still Red Dead 2, as cliche as it sounds, is just still really something I'm looking forward to. I am completely disenfranchised with uh, most of the stuff happening in the PC realm because the the storm of early access, unfinished games from unknown developers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm not really looking. I'm sticking to the big devs, and uh, the only thing I really remembered coming down the pipeline was that uh, Red Dead 2. Was there? Is there? Am I missing something? No. I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. My uh, my short-term one is Forza 7, which is coming up, and then my long-term yeah. one, I'm really still very intrigued by this whole Sea of Thieves game. 
Oh yeah. Uh, you know, a rare based, um, a rare developed pirate simulator with a shared world experience, sort of like Destiny in the Water. I'm I'm very interested in that, and it's going to have cross platform play between the Xbox One and the uh, Windows Ten players. Yes, they changed it so that it's. Because I was concerned. I remember this now because I was into this too. Thank you for reminding me to check up on it. Yep. It was going to be PC, Xbox. Then we got a little bit of a scare because they were like hinting that it was going to be Xbox exclusive. And it's shifting to that Gears of War 4 thing where it's the Xbox Play Anywhere. Play Anywhere is what it's called, yeah. Yes. So it's going that route. And so for a brief moment, the all of us PC fans were so heartbroken. Yeah. Because it's like, oh no. And then we realized that it was playing anywhere. And I was like, oh, all right, okay. I will warn you, and I think you'll be okay, but a lot of people should be warned. Play anywhere games require major beefy PCs. It has okay. to it basically has to greatly exceed the hardware inside an Xbox One. Uh, before I upgraded my machine, my old gaming PC was not new enough. And this new one wow. can handle the games. They run really well, and they guarantee a very smooth experience. But if you if your computer is not... Uh, like, if you're thinking you're going to play it on a laptop, you are certainly not. Okay. So, Good to know. Yeah, just buy or beware. Well, you Good won't be able know. to buy it. Actually, you won't be able to buy it because you'll open up the store, and it checks your hardware before it even shows you the listing. I don't think you can even look at the listing unless your computer can handle it. It's a weird thing. How I wish we had that feature yeah. back in the day, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. That's oh, true. my gosh. I will never forget getting a game and not paying enough attention because you just were a kid and you didn't realize it and you had to wait. I sat on a game for a while while I was trying to figure out how to <laughs> convince my mom to get something new and sometimes it wouldn't happen and you felt defeated. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Taking a CD-ROM home to a computer that wanted nothing to do with it, you know? Oh. Those were the days. Good old days. All right. Thanks, as always, to John for his time. It's always fun talking to him. Uh, If you enjoy the show, you can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, anywhere podcasts are downloaded. If you haven't yet, feel free to uh, leave us a a nice review or a constructive review. We'll take that. Share it with a friend. Uh, reshare on Twitter. Anything helps us a great deal. We appreciate it so much. We love hearing from you guys. Let us know what you want to hear about on the show. And until then, uh, we will be back next week, maybe with a guest. And uh, for my buddy John Scheiber and for Code Right Play, I'm Todd Mitchell. You guys keep playing. We will talk to you next week. Next week.